Hello, everybody. This is Hondo Carpenter from Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast. It's great to be with you today. We are starting a two-part series on the top 10 candidates to replace Josh McDaniels as the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. This is going to be a, a list that we will continually update as we're hearing things from around the league. Let me give you the latest of what we know to be factual, and then we'll start looking at the list of potential candidates. As you know, Antonio Pierce has been named the interim coach. They're going to do a massive and extensive and very thorough look for the next coach. And it's going to be an interesting time for Mark Davis because his last two coaches, John Gruden, handpicked Mike Mayock. So even though he was the general manager, he worked for John Gruden. Same thing in the last situation. It was... Um, Josh McDaniels, who agreed, but he wanted Dave Ziegler to be his general manager. So Mark Davis has to now go back and look, do I need some separation? Now, you want your head coach and your general manager to work harmoniously together. But I personally am somebody who doesn't think that the way the Raiders have done it has been effective. It does not mean that you can't have it that way to be effective, but I, I want to give you an example of what I mean. <clears throat> there were some decisions made that I don't believe Dave Ziegler um, was on board with, but Josh McDaniels was the boss. There were some decisions. I think that he, um, it bothered him the amount of money that was spent <clears throat> on offense, and they didn't address – um, other needs, especially Ziegler's main philosophy was you build from the two lines. But Dave Ziegler has a boss. I can tell you this. Um, well, it doesn't matter. They're not here. So anyways, I, I same way with Gruden. I think there were some decisions that Gruden made that um, I know Mike Mayock was not in support of. Well, Mike paid the price for those decisions too. I, I just think it's important that you you have to have harmony and one person has to be the boss, but the other has to be able to have a voice. And I just think sometimes coaches get so locked in. Um, they're not the ones doing the evaluations every day. They're not the ones out there doing all of the dirty grunt work on the guy. So they see a couple of highlights. I want that guy, whatever. And I, I just personally think, again, you want a harmonious relationship but I think it hurt John Gruden. Um, obviously, it's not why he's not the coach, but I think it hurt John. And I know it hurt Josh McDaniels. In fact, I believe if the relationship had been more clearly defined and that Dave Ziegler was the not just the general manager in title with that, I think there would have been a lot of mistakes that Josh McDaniels would have been able to steer around. So let's get in now and look at the top 10 candidates, but you have to understand Mark Davis is going to have to come to a decision on what kind of relationship he wants with his coach and what kind of relationship he wants with his general manager. Now in defense of Mark Davis, he has seen a lot over his years with the Raiders where almost the general manager's role is um, animus to the coach. And that's why he doesn't want that. He wants that stability. So I, I admire him for that. 
it's just going to be him coming to the place of what he thinks and, and where he's at. So I'm going to start with number five, um, and we'll have the other five coming out uh, tomorrow. But number five is a guy named Frank Smith. Now, you may say, who's that? He is a guy. He's the offensive coordinator for the Miami Dolphins. He was here with the Raiders from 2018 to 2020, both when they were in Oakland and when they were in Las Vegas as a tight end coach. He coached under Gruden. So this is a guy that's been there. This is a guy that knows the organization. He's also connected to the Miami Dolphins as the offensive coordinator. And though we know McDaniels, their McDaniels is, is, you know, very much the brain trust operation there. We, we also know that Frank Smith is a key part of it. <clears throat> we know that um, Al Davis, excuse me, Al Davis, Mark Davis craves offense points and scoring. That's going to be a very big deal to him in this next search. I know that for a fact, it's going to be, <clears throat> if they go a defensive route, that guy's going to have to sell Mark Davis on what he's going to do offensively. Cause I, I know this already, and this is not opinion. They are, there is great frustration with the Raiders offense and Mark Davis is in desperate search of more points. This puts Mark, this is why Frank Smith is so high on this list and is a very viable candidate. I was told um, yesterday uh, I'll just read this to you. This is what I was told yesterday. Would be stunned if Frank doesn't get an interview. So there you go. That's going to be interesting name to watch. Again, you 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 pluck him from Miami. You get that offensive um, mindset that comes from Miami when you've got Devontae Adams and you've got Jacoby Myers and you and now Hunter Renfro again is clearly back in 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 the picture. And we're going to deal with him in another podcast, but he's still there. Um, Josh Jacobs, you know, do you franchise him again? What do you do with him? He's a weapon. There's a lot of things there. And um, Frank Smith is clearly an option. Next is Ben Johnson. He's the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Now, I will tell you this, and it's part of the reason that Antonio Pierce got the interim head coaching job is – Mark Davis has a lot of respect. We, we all know Mark Davis loves the players, loves the former players, loves the current players. That's him. And if you didn't watch my two podcasts yesterday about the firings, I really encourage you, especially the second one, go back and watch it. Because Mark Davis was you know, constantly in contact with the players. But anyways, uh, they he loves what Dan Campbell's done at Detroit. He loves it. Um, he admires it. Here's a former coach. He's rah, rah, he's guts and blood and, and let's go. He likes that. And, and you can't blame him. I think a lot of people do. I like what Dan Campbell's doing, what MCDC is doing in the D. But um, so here comes Ben Johnson, who is a guy that they would be able to pluck from that, who has single-handedly resurrected the, the um, Detroit Lions offense. <clears throat> he's a guy that um, likes to air it out, but he also really likes the running game, which Mark Davis understands what he has in Josh Jacobs. And Mark Davis also has a great appreciation for the running game, even though he's a point, point, points, points guy. you got to have that. Uh, ben Johnson is one of the hottest coaching candidates in the NFL. Now, let's remember, so is Josh McDaniels. And 
we all know that Davis got burned there. So does that hurt Ben Johnson? I don't know that it hurts him as far as it's going to keep him from an interview. I don't think that's the case at all. But I think it's not, definitely not going to help. And um, again, we know that Josh McDaniels, everyone says it's my words. It's not. I'm quoting NFL people, offensive guru, offensive genius. Well, that didn't turn up, turn to work out very good as a head coach in Denver, nor in Las Vegas. That's the same kind of came of titles that people use with Ben Johnson. So again, those are all things that you have to consider in this process, but Ben Johnson is right up there at the top of the list. He would be a, a potential very good hire. Now, a couple of question marks is, is he going to be cautious about wanting to give somebody this job as a first time head coach? Now I've got a podcast coming which may already be out depending on when you're watching this one about how deep of a hole the Raiders are in with salary cap and other issues that they have. There's a lot of issues. This franchise is going to take a, a while to get out of the, out of, out of this. This franchise has been wounded and it's got some really bad contracts on the books. And so it's going to be a little bit. And so do they say, we should probably go get somebody with a little bit more of a proven track record who's already been a head coach. Or do they say, hey, we're going to get a GM who's going to have a different role than the previous GMs so we can go get that. And again, if you're going to go with a GM, then you got to let them make the hire. That's why there's all of this going on inside internally. And I can tell you that decision's not been made yet. Uh, I know that factually 100%. But Ben Johnson is a name that uh, clearly is going to get some discussion. The next one is Rich Bisaccia. Now, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of inside baseball that you, you probably are not aware of. Mark Davis really liked Rich Bisaccia. And I know that may surprise some of you, but he did. What hurt Rich the most was that Mike Mayock was vociferously and that's not the word that I was told, but the word I was told was vulgar and I'm not going to use it. So I'm going to use vociferously, uh, constantly in the ear of Mark Davis to hire Rich Bisaccia. And while I do not think that Mark Davis hated or um, didn't like Mike Mayock, because that would not be a truthful statement, uh, I think that Mike at times probably, I think this is my opinion, but I would use the word irritated Mark Davis a little bit. And I don't think that helped Rich. But after Rich was let go and they brought in Josh McDaniels, I'm told that Rich Bisaccia wrote a wonderful letter to Mark Davis. Actually, I was told he communicated it. Now, I know Rich, and Rich is a letter writer. So I, I'm assuming it was a letter, but it could have been a conversation. But uh, it was implicated to me that it was a letter. <clears throat> but really thanking Mark, which in the wish in the franchise, nothing but the best. He was just such a top-notch class person. And it really touched Mark Davis. And it meant a lot to him. And Mark also know, knows how much the players love him. Now, there's a lot of players that weren't here for Rich. 
there's a lot of key ones that were. And when he saw the players, not just Max, but others going up hugging Rich and talking to Rich and the way Rich acted upon his return, um, I'm just told that that is a name that may not be at the top of the list. That's why he's number three on our list. But that's a guy that nobody within the organization would be shocked. And I found that to be interesting. And I, of course, you all know how much I think of Rich Versace. He's one of the classiest human beings in the entire world. Love him dearly. And 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 I, I was glad to hear that. Next, I'm going to give you a name that I've written about before, but is going to surprise you. But hear me out. John Gruden. Now, we all know why John Gruden uh, under here. Okay. But he's got a lawsuit against the NFL. And we've written about this extensively. In fact, if you go look at our community page, you can see I reposted the article up there for you to read. Since we wrote that article, the NFL is in utter terror about this lawsuit and John Gruden. John Gruden doesn't need the money. And John Gruden is one of the few people who will deal with the NFL that doesn't want their money. John Gruden wants revenge and he wants his name cleared. And John Gruden, and I mean this term figuratively, I'm not implying anyone committed crimes, but John Gruden knows where all the bodies are buried in the NFL. He knows where all of the bad stuff is. Now, once you get to discovery in a lawsuit, John Gruden then has a right to question anybody he wants and see anything he wants. It's discovery is very, very broad. And there are things John knows. And people don't want to be deposed under oath. Now, I'm not going to say who or what, but imagine John's attorney asking somebody, uh, did you ever say X, Y, Z? Now, every one of us, every one of us has a past. And thank you for the grace of the Lord. Every one of us has a future. Thank God, huh? Man, that's powerful. But we all have a past. And so does the NFL kind of give a, okay, Mark, you can have your guy back moment. And we know. Mark didn't want that to happen the way it did. And Mark and Gruden are tight, and he loves them. And it would also be Mark Davis's chance to tell the NFL, you know what, screw you guys. We already saw a little bit of that. I mean, he's given McDaniels and Ziegler assurances they're not going to lose their job. He's telling people they're not going to lose their job. Then wham, after Monday night, he makes a decision Tuesday. You're gone. You're out. He's getting a little spunk. That's good. Did he get a little bit of his dad and say to the NFL, no, I'm bringing him back. He's my guy. Now, I've written about that over a year ago. I said after the lawsuit, because um, I believe if the lawsuit goes to fruition, I think there's a really good chance that uh, Roger Goodell will lose his job. And I, I mentioned it then. But what about now? Something to think about. But I think it's a legitimate consideration. And last, the number one candidate is Antonio Pierce. 
We talked about how Mark likes the the Dan Campbell. He likes the player approach. And although Antonio Pierce was not a guy that played for him, he still was a player. He's a guy that doesn't have the head coaching experience in the NFL, but he's going to get it for nine games. He knows the lay of the land. Him and Champ Kelly are already very close. And I'm going to say it right now, I hope Champ Kelly gets the full-time GM job. He deserves it. He deserves it. I'm going to get into more of that later. But he deserves it. And he's already got a great working relationship. He understands the locker room. The aqua room likes him. I mean, bold decisions. Yep. All right. Great. Lombardi out. Bo, you're my OC. I mean, and the players like him a lot. So you're going to get a little bit of Rich Passaccia. You're going to get a little bit of Dan Campbell. He's his own man. He's smart, but he's a good guy. He's a very good guy. And he knows the lay of the land. He knows champ. And he's going to get a nine-game national audience uh, job interview. Now, I'm going to be blunt with you. Turning it around is going to be difficult, but it's doable. There's a lot of talent there. It's doable. I think he's got a shot to do it, and I think he's the number one candidate. Raider Nation, if you're rooting for a guy, you got you need to be on the Antonio Pierce because that means he's had a good year this year, and it's good for the franchise. And he's low, very low. And you want somebody, I mean, and you know this, when you want a wife or an employee, you want him to be low. And he's that. So I think this is a this is a great opportunity for him. He's a good guy. I'm rooting for him. You say, well, you're not a Raider fan. I'm not. But I root for good people. I've told you that a lot. And Antonio Pierce is good people. <laughs> so is Jim Kelly, man. They're good guys. And, uh, and I think he's at the top of the list of all of these guys. He's got a national TV audience job interview for the next 10 weeks. And if they get in the playoffs, it could go longer. I'm not saying that. Not even close. Just saying them. So there you go. That's the top five candidates for the job. In a very soon podcast tomorrow, I'll have the next five, and we're going to keep you updated as this goes on. So remember what I said. The process still is yet to be predetermined. They're going to do an extensive search, but Davis has to make a decision on general manager, and he hasn't made that yet. I think we'll leave it there. He hasn't made the decision yet, but that's a direction it's going to go. There's going to be nobody hired till after the season, so there's no rush here. I'm not, and I'm not implying that there is, but this is Antonio Pierce's job to to lose. And uh, good guy, I'm rooting for him. From Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm Hondo Carpenter. Thanks for joining us for this podcast on the top five candidates to replace Josh McDaniels. Tomorrow we'll have. Numbers 6 through 10. Thanks, everybody. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider production on the Fans First Sports Network.